Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. People of religion seek to reform themselves in an effort to find God's favor, hoping that he will see their newfound moralism. But here's the catch. God isn't looking for moralism. Moralism is too subjective anyway. (laughs) I mean, let's face it, what is considered moral really fluctuates according to culture and generation. If you want to know what God thinks of our efforts at self-reform, if you want to know what God thinks of our moralism, he told us. He told us through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 64, 6, where the prophet writes, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. Did you catch that? All of our righteous deeds. What righteous deeds is he talking about? Well, all that stopping and all of that starting. All of those things that we do to try to reform the nature that is within us. To try to make ourselves a better person so that we'll be acceptable to God. It won't work. And it won't work because ultimately the best that we can do in our own power is nothing but polluted garments or filthy rags in the sight of God. So you say, Pastor, if God's not looking for me to become a more moral person by, by, by my efforts of cleaning up and changing, then what is he looking for? And that brings us to truth point number three. What God is looking for is something that no amount of human reform can ever achieve. God is looking for his righteousness within people. He's looking for his righteousness within us. Well, that begs the question, how do sinners get God's righteousness within them? There are four points that I want to bring to your attention right now that answer the question. First, we need to understand that God's righteousness is only available through God's grace, God's good favor, God's gift to us. It's only available through his good grace. And we go on to learn that God's grace is accessed by faith. And that faith is actually not something that grows from within us, but is something which is a gift from God. We also discover, number three, that God's righteousness never comes to us by human works of reform. And the reason that that's the case is summed up in point number four, that human reform is ultimately only going to lead to boasting in self, which is an act of pride. And at the point of pride, we find that reform breaks down and we're back in the same shape we were before. Now, as you look at that, those points there on the screen, on your screen, I'm wondering, do you recognize that that comes directly out of Scripture? That is nothing more than a reworking of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which say this, For by grace 
You have been saved through faith. And that is not of your own doing. It is a gift from God. It is not of works, so that no one can boast. God's righteousness is a gift that God gives to repentant sinners who confess their sin and place the full weight of their forgiveness and the full weight of their right standing with God in the work that Christ accomplished through his cross and resurrection. When a person turns away from self-reform to the regenerating work of God by Christ through his Holy Spirit, a new nature, a new nature is born within. And it's from the platform of that new nature that God's Spirit begins to transform our lives to look more and more like Jesus. And church, this is the reason why we must beware of moralism. Moralism cannot save. Moralism does not bring acceptance from God. No amount of reform will ever secure your eternity with him. Now, don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. People can and do clean up their lives. People can and do turn over a new leaf. People can and do make resolutions and These works of self-reform can and do stand for a while. But ultimately, the weight of the sin nature, which is not dealt with in self-reform, will prove too heavy. And when the house of reform falls, the fall is greater and deeper than where you were when you started the process. Listen, only God's grace accessed by the gift of faith can give birth to a new nature within you. And only through that nature, that new nature that God gives birth to, does his spirit work to transform us to the image of Christ Jesus. Well, we move on to the last two verses of this section, verses 27 through 28, which is titled, Beyond Moralism to Transformation. As Jesus continued his instruction, as he continued to talk, Luke says that a woman from the crowd interrupted him and shouted out a statement. It was a statement of acknowledgement. It was a statement, I believe, of worship. (laughs) She said, blessed is the womb that bore you and and the breasts at which you nursed. (laughs) It's kind of strange, isn't it? We We don't talk like that today. But in the context, I believe that it is a statement that was acknowledging Jesus' messiahship. This woman obviously had been a witness to the exorcism that had taken place earlier. She also was around and she heard the exchange of dialogue between Jesus and those other two groups that we talked about earlier. And it seems to me that that having heard and seen the things that she had experienced, she could no longer take it. She had to say something that represented how she was feeling in the moment, perhaps as a woman. 
She was thinking about what it must have been like to be chosen as the the woman of Israel to give birth to and to raise the long-awaited Messiah. And truly that woman would have been blessed to have been able to do that. And so this woman expresses her joy as she thinks about these things. But that's really not where I want us to focus at the moment. I want us to focus on the response that Jesus gave to this woman's statement of affirmation and worship. Jesus said, yes, those, she, she, that, that woman, my mother, may have been blessed, but those who are truly blessed, those who are really blessed are those who, two things, hear the word of God and keep it. You know, many people hear the word of God. It is preached in hundreds of thousands of churches worldwide. It is proclaimed on the radio, on television, on the internet every single day. There are more people today who have access to the word of God than at any other time in history. But the blessed ones, the truly blessed ones, are those who hear the word and experience its power in their heart. You see, hearing the word is one thing, but hearing the word and allowing it to sink down into your very inner nature and begin to change you is where the true blessing is. So Jesus talks about those who are obeying the word, who are keeping the word, who are walking in the light of the word. And when we hear the word and allow it to sink into our innermost being, it will lead us to do some active things. Like number one, trusting in Christ as our Savior. And as we trust in Christ as our Savior, then the word will begin to do its systematic work of transformation. And as that transformation is taking place from the inside out, we will find ourselves literally becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ, which is more than a church member or a pew setter. A disciple is one who walks after Jesus, who learns from Jesus, and seeks to replicate Jesus. And as we walk after Jesus as his disciple, we find ourselves surrendering our will to obey Christ's commands. Listen, if anything gives testimony that one is a follower of Christ, it is the surrender of their will to walk with him in the light of his word. Not for the purpose of obtaining salvation, but because salvation has already come into their soul. And so I ask you this morning, have you heard God's word? Have you heard his word and have you found yourself surrendering to it? Are you pursuing the gospel of Jesus Christ or are you pursuing the path of human moralism? You know, one of the ways to answer that question is by looking at how you are living life spiritually now. Are you trying to improve your life by making choices of what you're going to stop doing and what you're going to start doing with the motivation being that perhaps if you do the right things, God will accept you? Or are you trusting in Christ and Christ alone as your acceptance? Trusting in the power of the word, empowered by God's spirit to enlighten your mind and transform your heart. Listen to me carefully. 
One way is the way of human reformation, and the other is the way of divine regeneration. And let me tell you, the divine regeneration is the only way to find right standing with God and a place in heaven with him. Now, as I make that point, I'm making it to everybody, but I really want to make it to those who have yet to open their hearts to Jesus Christ. More than anyone else, you need to know that trying to clean up your life, trying to make yourself better for the purpose of trying to find acceptance with God, it's a dead-end street. It's a lost cause. It's not going to work. And so the application of this message to you today is to stop trying to sweep your life clean and make things better and make yourself look more religious or more holy or more godly. Really, what you need to do is you just need to come to that place where you admit to the Lord, I am a sinner. I am a fallen one. And I lay my fallenness at your feet, Lord Jesus. And today I put my faith, my trust, I put the full weight of my life today and my life in eternity into your hands. And I trust in you and what you accomplished for me as my acceptance in the presence of God. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.